everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Hired Graduate Podcast. I'm Jason Hilliard, your host, and our goal as a show is to talk about getting into and through college and navigating the what's next with as little debt as possible. We talk about a range of college and career topics with directors of college admissions, career services, counselors, authors, and professionals. Show notes, helpful links, and artifacts for all of our episodes can be found at our podcast page at www.hiredgraduate.com. Subscribe to our show at iTunes or Android, share this episode with a friend, and give the podcast a rating. That's how the show will be found by others and stick around. Hired Graduate is all about graduating college with a job and no debt. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Hired Graduate Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hilliard, and today we'll be interviewing the Director of Admission at Eckerd College, Jake Brown. Now, for those of you who don't know, Eckerd College is a private university founded in 1960, located on Florida's Gulf Coast, close nestled in 188 acres along the Boca Siega Bay at the tip of St. Petersburg, a dynamic city of arts, culture, and outdoor activities, and is one of 40 colleges featured in the highly regarded guide Colleges That Change Lives. Eckerd inspires and empowers individuals to improve the world through mastery of self and a lifetime of learning. Students are guided on a four-year journey of discovery with small classes, professor mentors, and a commitment to community service. Eckerd loves their spectacular mile-long waterfront and white sand beach. Eckerd is an innovative liberal arts and sciences community where students are well-taught and well-loved and is home to more than 1,700 undergraduate students. While about 20% of students are from Florida, the school has students representing 48 states and 35 countries. Eckerd offers over 40 undergraduate majors with over 370 different class offerings. Majors range from computer science, English, economics, political science, physics, biochemistry, mathematics, music, and management. The four most popular majors by degree are environmental studies, marine science, biology, and psychology. They also have programs for pre-dentistry, pre-law, pre-veterinary medicine, pre-med, engineering, and applied science dual degree and a 3 plus 3 accelerated Florida State University Law. The school has over a 97% four-year graduation rate for students who maintain continuous enrollment, a staggeringly successful rate of graduation. Eckert students and professors contribute thousands of hours each year to nonprofit groups in St. Petersburg. For example, more than 60 nonprofit groups in St. Petersburg benefit from Eckert students' work each year. Nearly 25% of Eckerd students study abroad each year through one of many flexible study abroad offerings supported by Eckerd, whether it be during winter break, spring break, summertime, or a full semester. Argentina, Australia, Germany, Ireland, Spain, Japan, London, just to name some. On the line, we have Jake Brown, the Director of Admission at Eckerd College. Thank you, Jake, for taking the time out of your busy schedule during your admissions time period. I'm sure you and your staff have been pretty busy. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Happy to do this. Yeah, it's a busy time in admission, although I have to say it's almost every time now is a busy time in admission. I bet it is. It's it's almost a year-round thing nowadays. Yeah, when I first started in admission um, about 11 or 12 years ago, used to be able to say, well, in the summertime was a little bit of a break. You could take a little breather, regroup, plan for the next year. But um you know, we're seeing as you go into the spring, well into the summer, that students are starting their college search. Um, juniors are visiting, even sometimes sophomore um, students are visiting. So it's just pretty nonstop year-round. 
Right. Those are important events. I mean, that that college visit is <laughs> when you're looking at college, that is one of the things talked about. You know, at some point you're just you're bu- you're building your list of schools that you might be interested in. But those schools that you really feel compelled to, you know, the the kind of the school of thought is you better go visit. And so you better coordinate a college visit and show interest and, and find out. So, yeah, I'm sure you, you do see a lot of those visits start to come through uh, throughout the year. So uh, absolutely. Well, good. Well, so regarding Eckerd College, what would you say are some of your strategic objectives as a school right now? You're kind of one year, three year, five year. What are you trying to do as a school overall? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And um, we actually just finalized and was approved with a new strategic plan for the institution as a whole. Um, a major part of that strategic plan moving forward, not unlike a lot of other colleges and universities, is um, working on continuing to uh, promote and develop a truly diverse campus um, and make sure that our students, as well as our faculty and staff, are as diverse as they can be. And um, while we have not yet started to really implement pieces of the strategic plan, there's a number of pieces that go along with that. Um, I'm actually really, really happy that you know, the first thing that we're going to do is talk about what diversity actually means and define that on Eckerd's campus. You know, certainly I think um, we would be remiss not to include ethnic diversity, and, and that becomes very, very important in this day and age. But also talking about diversity of thought, geographic diversity, um, socioeconomic diversity, to truly make a, an overall global and diverse campus. That's probably more in the five-year. Um, one of the pieces that I look at, um, and really we started this as I was hired as admission director in 2014, is how do we as an institution stabilize enrollment? Um, and you know, from a student's perspective or a family's perspective, that's not always necessarily what they're thinking of. Um, but especially in the liberal arts and science market, there's a lot of schools. There's a lot of really great schools in areas where colleges are pretty heavily concentrated in the Northeast, in New York, in Massachusetts, particularly liberal arts and science colleges, the high school population is on the decline. And so how do we make sure that we as an institution also stay current with the shifting demographics and and shifting markets um, while also being sure that we retain who we are? And that is purely an undergraduate institution, small, for about 1,800 students, and highly residential. So how do we do that um, in a pretty fast-paced time? Sure. Um, so. Good. Yeah, no, that's great. I think um, I think that's important. And, and when I um, did the intro and research of Eckerd, you do have a lot of different states and countries represented. But the way you talked about diversity, there's different multiple levels of that. So uh, that's great to hear that, that you're you know, evaluating the socioeconomic and some of those different levels of of uh, access uh, to the school and how you can reach students everywhere um, across those different spectrums. So that's that's awesome. Right. And those students from different backgrounds, they want to come to a campus that's supported. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 it, it's too shallow to think, oh, well, we'll just go into this territory of the United States or into this country and we'll pick up some students and look, we're, we're looking better on paper. Right. But if those students aren't supported on campus, if they don't have a good atmosphere and a good climate, um, you're really not doing much of a service. Right. So it's it's really, you know, full-fledged, a 360-degree view 
that's a that's a great point i i I thank you for that because i i think that makes a that makes a difference it's the you know so you have a student coming from somewhere but you want them to stay you want them to you want them to feel included and part of something neat because college is supposed to be that i believe college is supposed to be an experience that when you look back on it you'll be so happy you did Um, and sometimes traveling to that college and being a, a certain distance from home and taking that risk uh, can be such a, a an overwhelmingly awesome thing for people um, to to take that you know as confidence building and as you know uh, discovery of self. Uh, I think those are some of the the things about college that makes it neat. So um, that's good. I think uh, I think that's a great yeah. that's a great feedback. Um, now college is pretty competitive today. Uh, many parents and students fear the college you know admissions process. What advice would you give to a high schooler today to help them? gain admissions to Eckerd and what could they expect that their application process with Eckerd looks like? Mm-hmm. For us, the application process is very personal. So we want to get to know the students. We have really an admission staff of 10 recruiters, myself included, and, and even my boss, the vice president of enrollment. Um, we all stay on the ground and want to have a a really personal college admission process and get to know the students who are applying for admission to the college. So interviews um, certainly are not required, but, but we like to have those interviews with students. We will meet them in Starbucks across the country and college gyms for college fairs. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's not just about finding the school where you can win admission. Sorry about that. My dog's here, so. <laughs> and your dog's name? Really excited about me. Participating in the interview. <laughs> I know. Um, it's, the college admission process is, is about finding schools that are a good fit. And so the one piece of advice that I could give high school students um, going through the college admission process is to be self-reflective, to be honest with themselves. Um, it's not an easy thing to do at 16, 17 years old and your perspectives will change, but really spend the time to consider where you might be best served. Um, and not to spend so much time concerned about where all of your friends or your parents' friends, um, are gaining that admission, right? It's time to be honest with yourself. And, you know, like, like I said at the beginning, there's 3,500 colleges and universities out there. That's a great thing. Um, the hard thing is you have to find the one, right? You can only go to one. Uh, but that also means that there's probably one out there for everybody. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think people do get uh, pretty hung up on the school. I, I think, and I, I don't know, I would guess that it's a... Every school, every city, every region of the country, those pockets of, you know, areas, there are, you know, the rumor mill going around the high school and those local schools or those local, you know, whatever is, you know, there's those buzzword school names that 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 will be popping up in conversations. And I think that, you know, it's important that people look at 
a lot. I, I look at the entire landscape and and um, to run in and to and find, you know, as you build your schools, your colleges that you'd be interested in. Why would Eckerd be a college that that I would consider? And I think once you discover mm-hmm. and find out more about Eckerd, that you, you start to want to know more about it. And I think that's part of the key is of discovering where college, which college, and and where you would attend. Um, it's it's pretty important. So um, yeah. And, you know, there's a flip side to that as well. And I talk about this um, a lot, um, especially when I go in and hire new staff members and new admission counselors. We as colleges and universities need to do a better job of explaining what makes us different and unique. Um, I hear all the time in college fairs from recruiters, and I don't blame them. I think it's hard. But how do you differentiate yourself instead of saying the same old friendly campus community, you know, good faculty, small classes. Well, there you've gone ahead and described probably half, if not more than half of the 3,500 colleges and universities. So I think we as colleges need to do a better job of expressing to families what makes us different and what makes us unique to help them at the end of the day figure out, is this a place that is for them? Um, and is this a place where they're going to do the most growth? Right. Yeah, that's funny. It reminds me of, uh, you know, sp- professional athletes. They have their old, you know, the standby, you know, we take it one day, to, one, one game at a time. And, you know, they got this, this, the fallback answers to questions uh, because, yeah, uh, yeah. so I think you're right. And it kind of leads to, to the next point. I think it kind of hits right at it where um, I found on your website, Eckerd states, it's, it's not for everyone, but we might be just mm-hmm. the place for you. So talk a moment about what that means and what type of student is interested in Eckerd and, and does best at your school. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I took the job at Eckerd was because I did see it as a place that is not for everybody. Um, we're not trying to sort of be something to everybody. But the students who are best served at a place like Eckerd, the first adjective that always comes to mind is the word adventurous. You have to have a little bit of an adventurous spirit um, to come to Eckerd, and I would say most of our students do. For example, students on average are traveling a thousand miles from their home to come to our campus. That's four to five times the, the national average of distance traveled, because if you really look and say that most college-bound students, they're on average going to travel only about 200 to 250 miles right. from their home. That's a pretty good comfort zone. That's right. certainly what I did when I was looking at colleges. I, I grew up in the Northeast and, and I went 100 miles away, um, and that was really comfortable for me. But I think it takes a special type of student to get on a plane and go three hours, four hours, sometimes even six hours or more from their home to a college campus to a completely different type of environment. We tend to see that Eckerd students are also the only ones coming from their high school. Um, They want a different type of experience than their own high school experience. Uh, It's not necessarily because high school was bad for the students or they didn't like it. They just want something new and something different. Um, we're not the place where you're just going to go to because all your friends are going there and you can go sort of to your local grocery store and wear the sweatshirt and everyone's going to know about it. <laughs> right. um, the other, and, and I think the adventurous thing plays out even when students are at Eckerd and they want to study abroad. Um, the other piece that I think we do a pretty fine job at making sure students understand is, you know, when, uh, a student is considering going to college in Florida, 
And let's be honest, sometimes when you think of Florida, you don't immediately think traditional residential liberal arts and science college. Right. Um, you know, but, but Eckert's got a pretty great location. We sit right on the Gulf Coast. Um, like you mentioned, about a mile, mile and a half of campus is waterfront property. It's beautiful. We've got hammocks and a beach and palm trees. Um, for the students who think that that means it's spring break eternal, um, they're also probably not going to be a very good fit. This is one of the things that we've done very well as an institution, almost from the very beginning, is to make sure that students understand that there's a balance. Yes, you can enjoy this atmosphere. We want you to be on hammocks. We want you to go out into the water. We want you to paddleboard and watch beautiful sunsets. Um, but that needs to be balanced with a strong academic experience. And so for our students, the ones who, who do appreciate, who do understand, who do need that balance, they typically are ones best served. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's for the best, for the student who only wants to spend their time at the beach. It's also not for the students who probably only want to spend their time in the rooms or the classrooms or the, the labs. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's so college academics first, but, but, but boy, we're here at a great location and we certainly could take advantage of it. Um, and so um, I could kind of, so I'm wondering, this is just, I'm thinking out loud here, the, the discipline required, is there a certain level of discipline required for a student that has those amenities? I went to school in, in small town, Nebraska. We, and during winter, it was easy for me to go to the library. Uh, I could stay warm that way. And, and I was able to read. So if I'm at Eckerd, I, you know, it's a little nicer temperatures. I think our average, what's your average annual temperatures? Like runs about 70 something year round or, or what 70, is yeah, <laughs> 74 degrees. Right. Uh, 361 days of sunshine on average per year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that, that to me sounds awesome. Uh, but man, would yeah. I have, would I have, if I go back to an, to be an 18 year old again, would I have had a hard time, um, focusing? So how do you, so what, what do you say to that? What's your experience? Is there some coaching you do at, to freshmen to make sure that they, that they do stay disciplined? Is there some level of introduction to the school and to the, to that concept? Or do you know by the types of students you're getting that, Hey, we got some serious academic students here and we don't really have to worry about it. What, what, what kind of things do you do there? Yeah. Um, and it's actually something that we've been doing for a very, very long time, almost from the very beginning mm -hmm. in 1971, the college developed a 414 academic calendar. And so we saw the benefit, and there's many colleges that do this now. If you take your traditional four courses in the fall, you take your four courses in the traditional spring term, but students every year um, do a short term where they take one class for three weeks. It looks more traditional sophomore, junior, senior year where that student will take their short term in winter. We call it winter term. So mm -hmm. 414, fall, winter term, spring. It looks a little bit different in a student's first year and instead of 414, it looks more closely like 144. And our students, new students, first year students, will come in three weeks prior to, to the traditional start of the academic year. Okay. And it's for what we call autumn term. Um, now, certainly, August in Florida does not feel like autumn. But <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word, that's what we came up with. Right. Um, and that is where a student takes their first academic course not a freshman experience course. It's also not a general chem course or an intro to psych course. It's interdisciplinary. 
And we'll offer about 25 different themed courses a year uh, where we'll place about 23 or so students in that course. And they take the class together with a faculty member. That faculty member who teaches the autumn term course also becomes their first faculty mentor. And so it's really for those three weeks, it's a great way for students to be able to start to figure out what it takes to be um, successful academically. Mm -hmm. But of course, we're also supplementing and complementing their time with traditional orientation activities, getting to know the campus, doing some um, civic engagement, community service work in the St. Petersburg community during that time. Um, it's a good time for them to feel connected to the institution, connected to St. Petersburg, connected to each other. Um, you know, we've got some great, you know, traditional events. The students do their own Kantiki raft race where they break onto groups and see if they can have the, the best, you know, floatable device using only like cardboard and scraps you find around. <laughs> Sounds fun. So, yeah, it's, it is fun, mm-hmm. but it's also serious. And yeah. so we're able to introduce this concept of balance mm-hmm. early on right. during those first three weeks. And also while they're really focusing on one course. Right. So by the time the three weeks are over, it's our intention that our upper class students will move on to campus. New students will now, they've, they've taken their first academic course. Hopefully they've gotten an A on it. Um, and now they're ready to pick up four courses and right. really start um, you know, the next, the next chapter and start fall term. Right. Yeah. That, that sounds like a, a good, a good way to transition into college. Cause there's a lot of unknown. I mean, you, I, there's anxiety, I think with a lot of students, there's excitement, uh, but there's also this mixed thing because you, like you said, you might be the only one coming from your high school. Uh, and so you're going to be meeting new people. That's fun and, and exciting, but yep. sometimes it's intimidating. Um, but it sounds like you're the structure that you've got in that program. That's really a, a neat way to transition into uh, into school and, and kind of get acclimated to to kind of the schedule and to the class and to the environment and to the kind of some of the different people coming into your class uh, uh, freshmen. And so that's that's pretty neat. So good. Thank you. For yeah. That. So yeah. what are some of the. Uh, I don't know. We could go a couple different ways or you can go a couple different ways with your with your answer, because I'll answer, ask this a couple different ways. The, some popular features of the of your school and then some maybe if you had any, some some tidbits or things that kind of not commonly known about your school, if you wanted to mm-hmm. hit hit either of those. Yeah. So I would say uh, we see a lot of students who are looking at Eckerd um, interested in marine science. We have really arguably one of the strongest undergraduate marine science programs in the country. Uh, And we call it marine science because students will further concentrate that down into marine biology, marine chemistry, marine geosciences, and marine geophysics. Okay. It's what a lot of students, that's how they are first um, introduced to Eckerd. Probably about half of those students will end up continuing with a marine science degree. They'll stay at Eckerd. Um, but for those students out there who are thinking marine science, right. And this is not to disparage anyone who, who wants to do this, but it's not swimming with dolphins. Um, as our faculty like to point out, that's actually illegal. You can't go out into the water and start swimming with dolphins. Um, but it's, it's a pure science. You know, our students are, um, out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico in the summer. They are 
you know, doing research on microplastics in the water. We have a direct partnership now with the University of Havana in Cuba, looking at the coral reef system around the island nation and tagging manatees. I think some really exciting stuff and hands-on opportunities early on um, in a student's undergraduate career field. So I would say for us, marine science is really one of our claims to fame. Um, it's what we're very well known for, and uh, I think we do it quite well. Some other things that students may not realize about Eckerd, um, we're probably the longest running and one of the, the most successful pet in residence programs in the country. So if there are students who want to go to college with their pet dog or pet cat or pet lizard or ducks, you've named it, we've seen it, um, <laughs> there's a place for you. That's, that's <laughs> and, great. And so, yeah, we've got our own dog park on campus. We've got themed housing. Um, and so one of the most popular themes naturally is our animal friendly housing. Okay. Uh, and so before the student graduates at the end of four years, if they have their own pet with them, we have a pet commencement as well. We awesome. have to make sure that Spot or Fido or whomever <laughs> also graduates. They, they get their due. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Uh, that definitely was interesting uh, uh, not not common, uh, I, I will say. So uh, any other any other tidbits, uh, any popular features or unknown items that, that would be worth mentioning? Yeah, um, we do a lot through our, our waterfront complex. Our waterfront complex is it's certainly recreational where students can take out paddle boards and you know, wake boards. It's also academic where we have a number of research vessels. The third piece, I think is, is a dynamic experience for a lot of our students is that we do a service to the greater St. Petersburg and Gulf Coast community. And so for about, oh, I would say it's now been about 35 years or so, our waterfront is also home to Exar, Eckerd College Search and Rescue. Okay. And so for those students who are looking for a type of leadership position on campus, maybe want something a little bit different, or they really like being on water, we train um, volunteer students. They go through a rigorous training, um, field work, as well as written exams to become first responders on the water. And so our search and rescue team will respond to about 600 distress calls in a given year. Things as, as mundane as a boat ran out of fuel um, to boat you know, hitting a sandbar to sometimes more um, serious things and where where someone's lost on the water and our students have to go in and try to search for that individual and rescue them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's a pretty unique leadership opportunity sure. for students. And that's the other reason why, you know, you go to college is to develop those leadership skills um, and, and be involved in things, certainly academically, but in addition to your academics. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that discovery in college it, through those activities and experiences and leadership teaches you kind of your independence and your reliance on self. And that's confidence that you need to go out into the world. And that's, that's kind of the, the what's next after college is uh, important. So yeah, that's, that's really good to, to hear. Um, so I'm kind of guessing I'm, I've got a great vision in my head, but, uh, if you could just kind of paint for us a picture of kind of what the day in the life of a student at Eckerd looks like, what kind of things, if I, I've heard it referred to as the bench test, if I was to sit down on a bench mm -hmm. and, and on your campus and look around and just kind of observe the students, what am I, what am I seeing? What's, what's that day look yep. like? Yep. 
Well, you're going to see a lot of wheels on campus, I would say. Uh, it's about a 188-acre campus. We certainly don't have shuttle buses that okay. take students from one place to another. Um, but most of our students enjoy getting from one place to another uh, by longboard or skateboard or one of our uh, community yellow bikes. So you'll see a lot of wheels in addition okay, sure. to, you know, bare feet and, well, I've already alluded to it, animal paws. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, in fact, one of the first editions of Warren Pope's book, caught our students barefoot and brainy. And I think, you know, that's, that's another piece that you would quickly find out is that students like a lot of things. They don't necessarily always like wearing shoes. It's part of that beachy vibe. Right. Um, but you're going to see them probably walking in groups, um, you know, going to class, doing the sort of typical, you know, morning, afternoon routine. And then you're going to see students sort of picking up, you know, games, um, on Kappa Field, which is right next to the beach, going to do lab work, um, doing independent studies or doing research with faculty members, um, and then being part of, you know, different clubs and organizations in the evening. You see probably a lot of movement on campus, being that 90% of our students live there um, between their classroom and the library and their home, and then back somewhere else and then back to their room and sort of back and forth. Right. Um, but I, I think what you would find from what I get from most of our, our families visiting is that there's a relaxed atmosphere. The people genuinely seem happy to be there, um, but it's also relaxed. So maybe time moves a little bit slower. I don't know, you know, at Eckerd, but I don't think you're necessarily going to see sort of the rigmarole of students fighting their way um, to get into class. The other interesting thing about Eckerd um, and this just has to do with with what you would see. Mm-hmm. We actually have very few interior hallways on campus. Most oh. of uh, our doors, most of our classrooms, most of our faculty offices, they face outside. Okay. And so our buildings are set up so everything faces outdoors and our sidewalks become hallways. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's, that's very, very different atmosphere mm-hmm. than a lot of colleges where you don't know where anyone is. Well, everyone's in that building, that building, or that building, probably roaming the halls there. Right. Well, no, our hall, our hallways are, are, are part of the landscape. Um, sure. and so everything faces, faces outside, faces outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's neat. That that's interesting. Um, so just kind of, we've gone through the kind of the front side of, of college and getting kind of in, how do, what does it look like on the front side? How is the experience and that, that front part of the journey, but in terms of like, thinking about what's next and what's going to happen after college, how, how does Eckerd kind of work with students to figure out what that next step is, whether it be, you know, it's time to go get that job based on your, your major, or it's time to, to mm-hmm. go into that professional school or that graduate school. So what kind of things are you doing as a school to help support those students? Yep. Um, and it's really, it's, it's a partnership between we certainly have our, our career planning and applied learning office. And mm-hmm. so career services will sit down with a student and talk to them about internships. We'll introduce them to um, alumni, other friends of the college. LinkedIn, um, I was even, I, I didn't realize how powerful of a tool this is. And even for prospective students, when they start asking about different outcomes for, for colleges and universities, I would encourage students to look at those education you know, pages on LinkedIn where you could go ahead and say, show me all the Eckerd alums in this region of the United States, 
or what are the alums who are ma- who majored in marine science or international business? What are they doing? Um, and so we've really tried to harness that power um, and made sure that our students are aware and, and they're front and center in their LinkedIn profile and they're engaging with other members of the extended Eckerd community. Um, more often than not, you as an alum will update your LinkedIn page before you notify your alma mater of right. changes to your location or changes to your job. So, you know, I, I think for a lot of prospective students, that's a good tool and it's free to use. But our career services office certainly works um, with the students on that side, resume writing skills, finding internships. But I'll go back, as I mentioned, with autumn term, and we have mentors here at the college. We don't have an advising office and we don't have faculty advisors. So once the student goes through autumn term um, and they've had that faculty member serve as their autumn term mentor, once the student declares what discipline they'd like to pursue, what their major is, their mentor will shift into a faculty member within that discipline. And for us, you know, you could say, well, advisor, mentor, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But for us, we take that mentoring relationship, that mentorship, uh, really personally, and we place a lot of importance on that. And students will say, well, I have one mentor, and that's what Eckerd advertises, but I feel like I have six or seven people that I could go to. But for us, that mentor is there to also help guide the student. It's typically a faculty member who has seen them in class more often, you know, more often than just once or twice, has done research, has maybe um, presented at conferences with those students, um, has advised them on particular internships. So when that student is in their senior year or spring of their junior, starting to wonder what's their next step, that mentor has been there the entire way. Um, and that's a relationship that does not end at commencement. You know, we hear from alumni quite frequently that you get to a certain point in your life, whether you're two years out of Eckerd or, or 10 years out or even more, and you're not quite sure, do I take that job? Do I not? Do I go back to graduate school? What should I do? And a lot of times those alums are reaching back out to their Eckerd faculty mentor. Oh, that's um, and asking for their opinions and asking for their advice. On the faculty side, in order for a faculty member to get tenure at Eckerd, they certainly have to you know, show commitment to teaching, show commitment to research. But mentoring and service to the college are, are just as important. And so we make sure that the faculty members who we employ also understand how vital that mentoring relationship is to everything that we do at the college. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that is very important. And that mentor-mentee relationship is important. I think it's powerful and it speaks to the story where I'm an alum, I've graduated, but I still reach back out. I mean, if you've had that you know, four-year college experience and you've had that much time to build that relationship, if you're I'm sure there's a lot of trust there. And so and they know you as a person. So when you're at your, you know, those crossroads in life, when you do graduate from college, those early years in corporate America or in career are uncertain and you don't necessarily know mm-hmm. what that next thing is for me and uh, that next pivot or that next job change. And to be, you know, having a mentor to be able to reach back out to uh, and then to think about going back to your, you know, your college mentor. Um, I think that's pretty powerful. That that definitely speaks volumes to me. So that's that's great to hear. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting. And, and it's, I've been able to see it, um, you know, in, in full. I've taken faculty members on the road and we've done receptions and they've talked to prospective students. And usually before or after the event, 
they're they're meeting up for brunch or coffee or just to catch up with maybe some alums who are in those you know different cities. Uh, and I can see that both sides appreciate it, right? The mentor really enjoys connecting and touching base. The mentee really appreciates it, appreciates it too, and um, it's a great relationship. It's really powerful. Yeah, that's great. And I think your location in St. Petersburg, and you're not that far from Tampa, are you seeing internship co-op opportunities from companies in the local big cities around you? Is that where some of that internship co-op experience is happening? Sure is, yeah. And and St. Petersburg um, is fast growing. Uh, It's part of the Tampa Bay metropolitan region, so largest metropolitan region on this side of the state of Florida. And certainly we have a good history with investment firms, Franklin Templeton Investment. Um, uh, so an, a, a number of them. Um, but we're also seeing some of these smaller, you know, marketing companies, digital marketing companies, social media companies, um, where students, when they're thinking about an internship, they can get a lot of great experience, um, especially when you're talking about um, publicity or marketing, things like that, which, which is which is happening a lot in the Tampa St. Pete region. Um, you know, I think in some ways it may not be as glossy of a name as doing you know an internship with HBO or um, you know MTV Networks or something like that. Right. Um, but sometimes at those smaller firms, that's where you can really cut your teeth. Yeah. And you can get a lot of great experiences and um, real true work and, 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 and create an impact at those smaller firms. Yeah. I'll take those tangible experiences that are of impact over any, any name, big name for, for sure. And I think that, you know, cause that's what it's about when you're graded as an employee, you're graded, you know, at, at the point that you've gone beyond college or schooling, it's about your performance in, in your work or in your career, and you're then graded by your experience and what you bring. Um, so I think we've got a certain amount of innate skills that are, are kind of, you know, we kind of carry with us as an individual. But then, you know, your collective experience through college, and if especially if, if it was a great one and you had great internship experiences, um, that's that's huge in when you go to do those first interviews for for that what's next, whether it be, you know, that that job or that that professional school that that you know based on whatever your goal might be as a as a career as a path what your path is. So, yeah. Well, that's great. I I think I'll, we'll close it down because I think we've taken. Uh, a lot of your time, but one thing I, I I liked was the the statement that we combine study, travel, research, and internships to prepare you for anything uh, was something that I read um, at your site and and I think speaks to some of what you've discussed today with us. So thanks uh, very much, uh, Jake, for for taking the time. Um, uh, do appreciate it. How would you uh, recommend students and parents interested in Eckerd finding out more about uh, about your school? Yeah, I would say go right to our website, ecker.edu. You can go right to the admissions page. You can also go on social media, go to Facebook and and check out Eckerd College and maybe for more of the students than the parents, but go to Instagram. We have a lot of student posts up there and you can get a real good sense for the Eckerd life. But most important, come and visit, come and see us. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And uh, just look at it, Ecker.edu, you know, information about the school, academics, admissions and aid, campus life, athletics. Um, I see from an application perspective, you have uh, an online application for your school. Also accept a common application um, and you do yep. a rolling a rolling admissions. You have an early action, which we're past that deadline, uh, but you do rolling admissions uh, from here, um, I guess, up through April, where May 1st is the um, final decisions. Uh, for student debt? Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's correct. Well, good. Well, Jake, thank you very much for, for your time today. I learned a lot about Eckerd, and uh, it is one of the colleges that changed lives, uh, as written a book, a very popular book written by Lauren Pope, one of 40 schools uh, in the country, and uh, definitely worth um, getting that book and reading the chapter on Eckerd College and uh, also doing as much research as you can and uh, coordinating a visit with the school. So, um, Jake, thank you very much, and have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You Take bet. care. You too. Bye now.